We love you, Jesus. Amen. If you have ready your Bibles, we're going to speak this morning and bless the Lord. Um, just as a kind of a, a side note here, we were um, this week, this last week, uh, Pastor Ronnie contacted the community center, and so we're going to be there. Uh, Wednesdays, and people were asking, is it going to be Thursday again? No, it's Wednesday. We'll stay on our Wednesday night, so we're going to be there um, coming. You know, she said open door for months, and so we're uh, we're going to be there on Wednesday nights, and so that's a good thing. We've enjoyed being in the homes, but, but now we're going back there, and so we can kind of, uh, I know Heather and Austin, they say, oh, we, we hate being separated, and I know, you know, Chris and Sandy, and thank you for using your homes. God bless you so much. But we'll be back there. Just kind of uh, let everybody know that in case you hadn't heard. And so uh, go with me um, <coughs> to the book of Philippians. Paul's writing to the Philippian church here in the fourth chapter in the 13th verse. Um, I have something that I think is is important, powerful for us. Probably most of you already realize this. You know this, but. I want to tell you something. Repetition is the best teacher. And uh, so I hate it, though, when God has to keep repeating to me, repeating to me because I have a hard head. And, but he does because he knows it's the teacher for us. And uh, so we're going to come out of this verse a little bit. I think everybody in this place probably knows Philippians 4.13. And so... We get it up on the board there. We'll all kind of read it together. Philippians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, for all things. Work together for good. To them, I'm trying to get King James quote here, and, and uh, Pastor Ronnie's failing me. He's just failing, failing me miserably. <laughs> hey, computer's not not hacking it up there or something. So I just wanted to get King James Version. This is what we are so familiar with. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Has everybody learned that verse? Do you know that verse? Yeah. So we're going to work on that verse a little bit this morning. And I'm going to take out of the middle of this verse is this phrase, all things, all things. I want to connect with what we spoke about last week in him. Very important issue. The Christian life that's not in him just simply is not a Christian life. And so I want to, I want to review a little bit as we go. And the Lord did show me something by way of of revelation. Do you like a, get, get, reading the scripture and you find a, what we call a nugget. That's to you gold panners. I don't know how many gold panners we have in here, but back when I was young, we would go to the creek, take our, our uh, pans to the creek. And occasionally, I mean it was on occasion, that we would find not much of a nugget, but a little piece. And boy, I tell you what, the rejoicing begins. 
that there's there's something special about finding gold. It just, I mean, a lot of our country, especially going west, uh, that was what it was about. People went to find their fortunes. And somebody said they never saw people work so hard getting rich doing nothing. But uh, finding a little nugget in the Word of God is so powerful. You know what it does? Makes you want to look for more. That's what happens when you're on the bank and you find a little nugget and you got it down. Oh, and you go right back to that bank where you were and you're just digging that out and you spend hours and never find anything else. But finding that little, that little thing, it just propels you to go on looking in the Word of God. Amen. So we're going to do that this morning, and we're going to talk about all things. I believe it'll help you. It always helps me. I have preached this before and thought about this this week, and so we're, we're going to deal with it. Lord, we just thank you for this time we have together. Thank you, Lord. I'm the one speaking this morning, but you could use anyone here, Lord. Well, we just pray for an anointing. We pray, Lord, that you would help the speaker. Help me to dial in to, to, to where your spirit is at. Lord, because your word and your spirit, they agree. And then we ask you, Lord, because you have given us this word, that it, we, will, we will be strengthened and grow thereby in it. We pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Probably one of the most mis misguided, misinterpreted, misused, misappropriated verses in the Bible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Which it may be a truth in its own, but that is not how this verse reads. Um, you know there are ways to interpret Scripture there's ways to interpret languages. One of them is word for word. And then there is this thought for thought. You read something in a language, and, and I knew this with my Uncle Skip. I've related this before, but I would go. Uh, it's been a while since I've been down there, and he's, he's saying, Rod, you got to come down. We're going we're gonna to preach. We're going to dedicate. But I'm going to tell you what, that is one of the hardest things in the world for me is to say a line and then wait for Uncle Skip. He's, and it may be, you know, I may say this much, and he says this much. And then I may say this much, and he says this much, and then I'm waiting. Are you done? It, and it's really, really hard to do that. But when you interpret that way, you're not interpreting word for word. You're interpreting thought for thought. And so that's what happens in the Scripture sometimes. I don't think that anybody had wrong intentions ever, you know, in, in interpreting the Scripture. Just sometimes they get out of the text. And so we're going we're gonna to deal with that a little bit. This verse has been mistreated. Um, when Christ becomes the source of your strength, for whatever you intend to do, there's a problem. I mean, I watched, did you watch some football this last week? It was all there, and, you know, we're, I like following the college stuff, you know. It just, it's really exciting, and a lot of things happen. And, and invariably, somebody will raise their arm, and there's Philippians 4.13. Somebody will, will, somewhere on their body, even on their neck sometimes, you know, have tattooed 
Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, and which means to them, I can run faster, I can catch footballs better through Christ, which strengthens me. I can, I can, and, and then there's the, the sector, religious, financial sector, which believe that I can excel in finances through Christ because he strengthens me. And so Jesus is used as the source, almost like the gasoline that runs our car. We're driving the car, but occasionally we got to get to the gas station and get some gas. And I was kind of raised that way. Sunday is the gas station, and you come and get gassed up. And boy, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we had a time. They were running and jumping, and, and we just, emotional, emotion was running high. And then the next Sunday, you've got to come back and get the emotional tank filled up again because you're running real low. In fact, some of the people that were running around the church during that week, they would have to call and, and have prayer for suicidal thoughts. I mean, that's really up and really down. And if we use Christ for our gasoline so that it will propel us to do the things that we want to do in life, make us better. Uh, Rodney was saying this the other day that, you know, always he's, he's coached a lot of teams, and I have too. And we have prayer, you know, before the game. And, and those that wanted to join us could and those that didn't. Most ever, all the kids, they always did. But they want to pray about winning the game. Jesus doesn't get involved in winning sport games. I'm sorry. Practice does. Discipline does. You know, having listening to your coaches does. But Jesus doesn't help you throw a ball better. Neither does he help you make more money. He's been used for that. Well, at least that has been out there. And the scripture is quoted over and over and over. But if I act separately from the source, then I'm an independent agent who gets strength from the source but does his own thing. And, and this is kind of where this verse has gone. And so we're going to diffuse that a little bit, okay? I draw strength from Christ to do what it is that I want to do. Eh, wrong answer. That's the wrong answer. Do we draw strength from Christ? Yes. And that's going to be found in this verse. But, but is it... To do our thing. And then there's this idea, and I've heard this preached, that God is pleased with your action of using Him as a resource and getting ahead and gaining and having your best life now. So years ago, <coughs> I turned 50, and it's been years ago. But it's good years, yeah. Um, they had, it was during the women's conference and, and, uh, always my, my birthday, always February 25th. And they're always doing it around that time. 
And it was just a lot of circumstances. It was when wrestling got over, right, and they had final term winter wrestling tournament getting over, and so Rodney and everybody involved in that was done. And then we, so Kay would set that date, and it usually fell on my birthday. And so on my birthday, the 50th birthday, and, and Kay got me this beautiful watch, and I remember that somebody gave me a book, Your Best Life Now. I don't know if it made it out of the, the church, and I wanted to be thankful. I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I didn't read it. Has anybody read Your Best Life Now? It's by Smiley, and he's having his best life now. The whole crux of that is, is that in Christ, I have my best life now. And, and, and not talking spiritual matters, it's talking physical things. And so we've taken a spiritual truth, and we've turned it into a physical gain for us. I want to dispel that a little bit this morning. Is that okay? And why shouldn't we feel that way? We grew up thinking that God is the vendor for all the requisitions that we've sent to Him. All of the work orders that we've filled out and sent to Him, and He's the one that gets to do all the stuff that we want done. And maybe I'm just too old. Maybe I've come too far. And I just realize now that that is all backwards. It's all backwards. God becoming our, the source of making our life better just is not accurate according to Scripture. It never occurred to us that God didn't want to be thought of as a sugar daddy, a Santa Claus character. That He's just going out, giving stuff out to people that is just so good and nice for them. And this time of year, we've got that, you know, they're just comparisons and and I loved it there the other day. I think Kay showed me, or, or, or I think we saw it on somewhere on, on the Internet there, where actually Santa was down over the manger. I think he was kissing the, the, the Lord thing. That is so beautiful. They're one. Yeah, the, the uh, nativity scene and, and Santa, Santa Claus needs to be in the nativity scene. He does. Because we've made God that same kind of character, what we think about God, what we think He is, is just going to give us everything that we think is good for us. And when He doesn't do that, we're really disappointed in Him. He didn't make it down the chimney. We didn't leave out enough cookies and milk. And so therefore, we didn't get the good thing that we were after. I'm going to tell you something. God is not our vendor. And that, God, that runs contrary to a lot of, to, I mean, we, we talk about this, this, this whole doctrine of, of prosperity and everything. This, this, this will run amok of that because we've been taught, we've grown up thinking that that's God. And again, we think we know what God thinks. But we don't because we're seeing it through our own little physical eyes. Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to take this little part of this verse, all things. Everybody say all things with me. All things. 
Some things, part things, a little bit of things. All things. And so the intention of this verse, God has a purpose in putting all things. We're going to find it. I'm not even going to name. There's so many scriptures that talk about this, but I just want to talk in a few scriptures this morning and teach where this appears. All things. It's a Greek word, panta. The root of it is pas. It's found throughout the New Testament. We find it in reference to a lot of things uh, uh, about God in our life. And so Romans 8.28, which you also know this verse, but we know that to those loving God, all things work together into good. Those being called according to purpose. Now, that verifies what things. When we look at all things, all things work together for good. All things work together for good. It's it's a design of God in our life that all things work together for good. Those that are called according to purpose. The word his is not in there. You can say his purpose, but those that are called according to purpose. Not according to our own flesh desire. We'll take a scripture like this, and if our flesh can just mold it and make it what we want it to be, but, but the Lord says there's those that are loving God, and I believe everybody here this morning, has everybody loved the Lord this morning? Then all things. And man, I don't get that, and I, I, I've, I've lived a long time, and it's really hard for me to understand that it's not just a couple things. Because I can understand the things in church. And all church things work together for good. No. All things. What does that mean? This word panta means to include everything. To include everything in my life. And so God has planned out, though, the result of all things in your life. He's got the result of it already planned out. Now what I want to do is I want to pray, God, get me out of this, get me out of that. And mainly, you know, when we were young and more dumb than what we are now, and go and buy a car that we could not afford... And then I'd be down there praying, Lord, oh, God, help us, Lord. We've got to have finances. And, and it's just like the Lord, why'd you buy that? Well, you're trying to do something you can't do. And I didn't understand, but, you know, it just, it, it's just easy to follow um, this idea that things aren't planned out of God in my life. But I believe that all things, I look back. After a long time serving the Lord, I want you to look back this morning. We're going to look back together at all things. That's going to be a plethora of of good, bad, indifferent. All things. Health. Sickness. Being ahead. Being broke. Being hurting, being joyful, all things. Everybody say all things. 
See, we're looking for all things to work together into good. And, and our estimation of what good is, is the problem. What we think good is for our life. And God says, no, all things. And so, I can't deal with your beginnings. Some people had really lousy childhoods. Some people had just, I mean, just some really bad parenting, some real bad oversight, some, some hard knocks in life. And others that are sitting here were raised in, in good surrounding and had plenty and some suffered not having much. But you are here. So all things... If I could just take that part out of my life, things would be so much. No, 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 don't do it. All things work together for good. And so God designed all things in our life. It's already planned out ahead of, ahead of us, so there would be no surprise for us that all things work together for good. Now, Ephesians, the second chapter, which we talked in length about last week, let me just put it in summary. He purposed for us to be in Him. This is, this is the essence of that Ephesians, the first chapter, rather. He purposed that we would be in Him. The formula of success in our life is not contingent upon our strength or our weakness. Sometimes we are strong. Can you say amen? Sometimes we feel, David said, I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. And then later he says, Lord, cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. I mean, he's, he's so up there and ready to go. And then, then he realizes his failure and his defeat and his wondering. And, and so the formula of success has never been, will never be in our life, our own strength or our own weakness. That's not the, the formula for success in our life. Paul said, when I am weak, then I'm strong. <coughs> Which does not make sense to us at all. <clears throat> but basically what it means, if you're strong in yourself, you're not strong in the Lord. And if you're strong in the Lord, you're weak in yourself. That doesn't mean you go around with your head down and barely shuffling your feet. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about you're not drawing strength from yourself. In fact, you're not even drawing strength from the Lord to do your own selfish thing. But we are strong in the Lord when we are weak in the flesh. When we walk not after the flesh, what do we do? We walk after the Spirit. And so he purposes this thing in him. And when I'm too weak to stand on my own, where do I stand? I stand in Him. And when the enemy comes in like a flood to overtake me, where do I stand? In myself and, and pull up my bootstraps and do my... No, I stand in Him. And when I pay, prayed my best prayer and no answer has come, I don't see a change, I don't see any relief coming, what do I do? I stand in Him. Because there is only one place in my life that's going to work. And that's not in my own flesh, in my own thinking. But the success of my life 
is contention upon my location. It's not contingent on my knowledge. It's not contingent upon my experience. My success in life is contingent upon the location that I'm at. And if I am in him, I am going to be more than a conqueror. Where? Come on, somebody say it. In. I'm not going to be a conqueror out. I will be a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And so, to this point this morning, this, this badly construed idea that comes out of this Scripture really was an almost an antithesis of what God is trying to do in the Scripture when we take it for our own means and our own gain, and we're going to use God to our own gain, and really it becomes a problem. So we look at the Greek text, and here we find all things, but I need to know what Paul is talking about in some all things. And so I go up a Scripture above, and we get to Scripture 12, Philippians 4.12, and it's not like what we think Philippians 4.13 is. Because Philippians 4.12, he's going to say some things about all things. So what does he say there? I know to be humbled. I know to abound. In everything and in all things, I am taught both to be filled and to hunger, both to have plenty and to do without, I am taught. And, and that caught me, and so, so I have to look at this word. I am taught by all things. It's easier for me to say, devil, get behind me, than it is to be taught by all things. It's easier for me to blame it on the devil, on other people's situations, circumstances, what my boss did, what this one did, or that one did, or the person down at the store, and they cut in front of me. If they hadn't cut in front of me, I wouldn't have got mad, you know. But what happens is, Paul says, all things did this to me. All things taught me. Now, this word, here, here's, here's, the, here's the truth of the morning. This word taught comes from the Greek word uh, mueo, which is connected to the word mysterion. This word means to initiate into the mysteries. Man, I just didn't know that at all. All things that happen in my life initiate a knowledge of the mystery of something that I need to know. And I'm out there rebuking all the bad, you know, the bad karma. Get the good stuff, karma, bad, away. And all the time, it's all things that are initiating me into this mystery. Let me, let me read to you one, one of part of the definition here. Initiated into the mystery revelation of learning to be content 
in Christ in every scene of your life, no exceptions. Now, I read that, and I said, God, that's the, where's the church at? Where are we at on this? Where are we at on this? I want to learn. Do you know it's given to us to know the mysteries of God? Wow. All right. Good. I'm going to be transferred into the third heaven, and I'm going to see some stuff like Paul. This is going to be so exciting. No, let's get back to the mystery that really matters in your life. If you don't understand to be content in Christ Jesus, you're going to struggle the rest of your life, the rest of your spiritual life. Your children are going to struggle. Your home's going to struggle. Everything about you is going to struggle if you have not learned to be content in Christ. And God's going to take you into all things. And man, I don't like all things. I like some things. Come on, say amen. I like the good stuff, but I do not like the troubles and trials in my life. But God's going to have to take me to all things so He can initiate the mystery of His knowledge of being in Him and content in Him and nothing else. And so God leads me to all things in my life. And I hate it. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to be involved in that. Lord, just put your covering over us, and then we'll just go on in life. Man, isn't it great? i got God in my backpack, and whenever I need him, I pull him out, and he just strengthens me. In fact, I'm going to get a tattoo on my arm so I can remember I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And now the all things aren't really what I thought they were. Paul said, I know how to be humbled. Everybody here like being humbled? Everybody here has been humbled. Say amen. One way or another. Man, flying kites high, you know, just going, just everything going gangbusters. I remember about 12 years ago when we had, I think it was about 11 or 12 years ago, we had the building economy bust. Man, we were flying high. We were just going and doing and giving a lot to ministry and missions. And, and we had, you know, the band was all together. And Austin was doing, he was doing the framing. Ronnie was doing the concrete. And I was going in between. And we just, and, and money was beginning to pot. And we were, we were taking vacations and for the first time. And, and we had a little extra money for the first time. And then, you know, whoo, glory. Isn't God good? Isn't God wonderful? Until we lost it all. I don't like that part of all things. No, I want the other stuff. Lord, renew. Bring her back, Lord. Bring her back. Bring her back. It's not God's will that we should just lose everything. We has a visiting preacher with us right in the middle of that. And I looked at her, Candy Christmas, and I said to her, I think every Christian should suffer the loss of all things. And she looked at me like, boy, you're dumb. And ever since then, they've been preaching prosperity. 
I was prophesying and didn't even know it. You think there's only one side of this life? Do you think because you become a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, that now it's going to be all good and rosy and nice and everything's going to lay out good for you? You're never going to have a problem. Your family's going to be right. Everything's just going to be in focus. Your, your job, your finances, and your health, your marriage, everything is going to be just sweet when you come to the Lord. No. Because you've got to learn about all things. Not some things. Man, wouldn't it be so nice, you know? But we would be we would be barren in our spirit if he does not bring all things in our life. And so this verse, if we go to the text, let me read it to you how it would say word for word out of out of the Greek text. Philippians 4:13. I have strength for all things. In Christ. See, they took the word in and made it through. In does not mean through ever in the Greek. Dia means through. I have strength in Christ. Again, it's locative, my location. And the location of my strength is not out of him, drawing strength from him, the, the strength that I have is in the location I am at in Him. I have strength for all things in Christ, the one enabling me. Now, I don't know if you can see the difference of this. The difference is we're not using Him. He's using us. He never becomes the commodity. We are always the servant of the higher. We're the servant of the master. And so, John 15, 5, I quoted last week, and, and, and again, we've been quoting this verse, apart from me, you are not able to do anything. Trying to use him for your causes of gain are definitely being apart from him. Refusing all things in your life is being apart from Him. Because He is bringing all things. You know that all things work. Those that love Him. And to refuse all things in your life and say, I'm not going through that. I rebuke the devil. And it's the Lord. I must go through all things. Because if I go through all things, they work together for good. Can you say amen? And so let's go a little bit further. And so if we use Philippians 4.13 again as for our own aspirations, at the very least we are presumptuous and self-serving. If we intend to use this verse to forward our causes, we are presumptuous towards the Lord. And so, all things are the very reason why we have to remain in Him. Because when all things come against your life, you're not going to have the strength to do it in your own flesh. 
You're not going to have the strength to be that Christian. You're not going to strength have the strength to be that that awesome example of godliness to everybody around you when all things hit you in the face. How many have experienced some all things hitting you right in the face? Come on, get your hands up there. I think everybody, if you haven't, you will. Because it's the design of God. But the design is that it's going to work good in your life. And so listen, listen to this. Listen to this. I, I say this first. Those who choose to go beyond Rabbi Jesus have missed the design and the purpose of being content in him, and they will flounder when all things knock on their door because they're in the wrong location. So let's, let's read Romans, the eighth chapter. I like this right here. This 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 kind of the end of the eighth chapter we, we read up above, but I want to read the end. But all in all these things, we are more than conquerors, or we are over conquerors because of the one loving us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor powers, nor things present, nor things coming, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. I think he has named all things. Under those headings, everything in our life, none of these will be able to take us apart from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of God that is in Christ, that we are in and living in. Finally, my brethren, I'm preaching short this morning. This is great. I'm almost done. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 18th verse. I was thinking about this verse, and I said, Lord, I'm going to go over there and see if that's what the Greek word is. In everything, give thanks. How many remembers that scripture? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Where? In Christ Jesus concerning you. And I said, I'll bet you that's Panta there. In everything, in all things, give thanks. Man, I don't know if I can do that. I just, I just don't know how to give him thanks in a bad situation. I just can't see why God would allow something, something to happen. Have you ever heard people say that? I don't know why God would allow, you know, X, Y, Z. Why would he allow this to happen in my life? He could have averted this. He could have stopped it. He could have changed it. And then we get to a scripture like this when it says that in everything, in all things, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And now I'm going to do some life review. I'm going to look back at my life because I know where I'm at right now, but I didn't get here by chance. And if you think you got here by chance, then you are, you're not seeing it clear. You're not seeing the picture clear. You're not in this house this morning by chance. You're in here by appointment. You're in here by purpose this morning. And you could be somewhere else, in, in a, let's just say in the general body of Christ. But you're not in there by accident. You're not in there just because certain things fell the right way. But in all things.
works. And so I'm going to look back at my life and say, I do not understand why that and that happened. And that didn't have to happen. Yes, it did. Brother Jake testifies about this when we do choir. Why did that little boy have to die? Why? Couldn't you have done something else, Lord? But then he says, we turned our trust to the Lord. And now look at us. God blessed them. The quiver's full. We got Oklahoma twins. I don't understand that. But it's one of those all things. And in the Christian life, all things work together for good. Man, I got a bad turn. The guy me. I think about Brother Curtis sometimes. We helped him through a very hard time in his life. He was fired over doing his job. They cut off, they made it so that he would not get any unemployment insurance. He's sitting at home. He told me many times I just laid on the floor and said, God, you got to help me. I can't. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose his property out there, you know, in 60 acres. And why did this happen? And he hadn't really done anything wrong. It was just for spite, some other people causing problems. And, and I know his work ethic, and he, he is good to his word and good to his work. And, God, I don't understand this. But, see, he would have never got the elevator business and made a lot of money doing elevator business, way more than what he would have had. So that was just one of those things. But I don't want to go through that. Well, then you're not going to get over here unless you're willing to take all things. And all things work together. And I don't know how. I've had to deal with people that have, that have lost loved ones and, and that have had catastrophes in their life. And I don't know what to say to them. But I do know this, that if you love God, all things are working together for good in your life. Well, I can get mad and blame God, and I can blame this one and that one and bad luck and everything else. Or I can say, God, I really don't understand. Have any of you got to the place where you said, look, Lord, I don't understand this. I wrote an old song, and we'll understand it better by and by. Well, I don't know if you'll ever understand it. There's some things happen in my life. I don't understand it. But I do know that I'm at where I'm at. I am where I am. This is what Paul said. I am what I am because this is what Christ has made me. Can you say amen? And so this morning, you are here. You are what you are because of all the troubles and trials, because of all the great times and good times and Good family times, blessed times, and wonderful times, and, and good times were had by all. And then you had lack, and you had questions, and you had struggles, and difficulties, and disappointments. And then God put them all in the same bag and tied it up, and he said, he just, I'm just going to call it all things. 
works together in your life. Can you say amen? So when I hear this scripture again, or when I'm watching TV and see somebody's got it tattooed on their arm or neck or whatever, let us think about it in this way. That in Christ, in Him, all things work to good. I'm content in Jesus. Can you say amen? I won't go beyond Him. But Lord, make us content. The initiation of the mystery of being content in Christ is all things. Take that home with you. Can you say amen? Take that home with you. Think about it. Think about it. Some of you know, think about this move. It's just, it's just one of all things. Think about having to find new jobs. It's one of all things. I understand this and that and the other. It's just, it's just part of all things. And ultimately, it's going to work together for those who are in Christ. Going to work together, and He's going to strengthen us in all things. Can you say amen? Our God is going to strengthen us in all things. We are enabled in Him to bear all things, to do all things, to be all things in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? God bless you. This is probably the shortest I've preached, and I don't know when. But it's very pointed. Very pointed. Very pointed. <coughs> Sometimes when I preach, I know I don't touch everybody in the house. Some sermons mean more to some than others. But this thought affects every person in this building. You can't get away. Don't try and get away from all things because you can't do it. But in all things, give him praise. Can you say amen? And we're just going to do that for a minute right now. We're just going to say thank you, Lord, for where I've been. Thank you for what I came through. Thank you, Lord, that, that you took everything, good, bad, all the stuff in my life. And here I am this morning, standing here in this house, giving you praise. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Even though I may not be feeling 100% of my body right now, I still am a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm still an overcomer. Look what the Lord has done in my life through all things. Let's praise Him right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just bless you. You have been so good. You have kept us. Lord, you've processed us. You've given us, Lord, uh, 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 an end in our life. And that is that you are collecting everything in our life to bring us to where we are in you. Lord, sure, there's some things that we're going to go through yet. Sure, Lord, there is some, some stuff that, that needs to be manifested in our life, Lord, that, that we're going to have to deal with. But, Lord, we've made it this far. God, you have supplied and we have been strengthened in you that all things that we have made and walked through, Lord, we believe, God, that you are going to take us all the way through. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for it this morning, Lord. We thank you for every person that's here. Everything they've gone through, some things, Lord, we look at them and say it was horrible. Wish we could have got up. But, Lord, we're here this morning and we thank you for it and we praise your name and we give you glory. Can everyone say amen? Amen, amen.